Touchdown Locked On Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks are finally back home today, and it is Mailbag Friday. Join me on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. How's it going? I'm your host, Jason J.D. Hernandez, covering hockey for over a decade, and this program is brought to you by the Locker Room app. Download it today on the iOS store and join me tonight on the Locker Room app. All right, let's get right into it. It is a Friday. I hope you all have a good Friday today, and I hope you all have a terrific weekend. It is Easter weekend coming up, but hey, we're still having hockey this weekend. The Ducks do play tonight against the oh Arizona Coyotes. That was for Rob, but I still hope the Ducks beat him. All right, and I especially hope they beat Connor Garland. I don't know if you guys saw. There was a meme that went around uh, yesterday where Connor Garland got a helmet flung up towards him from Colorado Avalanche player Nate McKinnon, and McKinnon just tossed the helmet right at his face. So Garland and the rest of the Coyotes will be in town tonight. All right, let's talk about just some other odds and ends with the Ducks because there is something that has been in the middle of discussion quite a lot, and that's obviously been Trevor Zegris. I've mentioned this earlier in the week. I mentioned this on Wednesday's Goals show. Trevor Zegris may or may not be in the lineup tonight. We still don't know yet. There is a new kid on the block, which we'll talk about more a little bit later. First, let's talk about how the Ducks finished their road trip. I mean, they finished 2-3. and three. They did not look impressive on that game against Colorado, but Colorado completely exposed the Ducks for who they are. They're a middling team. They're kind of in the bottom of the standings. And hey, thank goodness for Detroit winning a game, or not winning, but at least getting some points throughout the week because the Ducks once again have the second worst record in the National Hockey League, which means guess what? The Ducks would have the second best chance to break that streak. And by the way, congrats to the Buffalo Sabres for finally winning a game. Yeah, the Sabres finally broke their 18-game losing streak, which, if you heard yesterday, that tied a record with the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know what happened to that Penguins team after they went on that 18-game losing streak? Who remembers that? That streak took place in 2003-2004. You know what happened after that? They got a top pick. You know who they got with that pick? Sidney Crosby. Now, I'm not saying that there's a generational talent like that in this year's draft. There could be. You never know. But for the Ducks to finish second to last, they'd guarantee themselves a top four pick. And I would say it's a decent chance they'd get a top three pick. So if you're the Ducks, you got to think, well, you're that far behind. You may as well tank, right? Only 19 games left. So this is the other big question, and I know this is a mailbag day, but this is a question that's been lobbied out for the past God knows how long. Is it finally time to fully tank? Look, it's been time to fully tank since mid-January. I'll be honest here. I said earlier in the season, look, don't have high expectations. This is a Ducks team that is clearly on a rebuild. They're in the same division as Minnesota who's going to be in the playoffs probably, St. Louis, who could be in the playoffs, Colorado, who's that good, Vegas, who we know is good, and even the Kings and the Coyotes, they're doing okay. They're kind of in that dogfight for the fourth position. So where does that leave the Ducks? 
that leaves the Ducks in the middle of a ton of rumors, which I will also get to momentarily. But the big thing is obviously Trevor Zegers. What do you do with Zegers? I mean, if I'm the Ducks, I just send him back to San Diego now. Just get it over with because you're not going to play him every game for the rest of the season. The writing is on the wall. If you're going to tank, tank now. Most fans would agree with this. And then there was the result of that survey that took place where a lot of fans blame ownership. They blame the coaching staff. And frankly, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm with you guys on the fact that Dallas Eakins should bear the brunt of this blame. GM Bob Murray should bear some more the brunt of this blame. There's a lot of blame going around with this year's Ducks team. And it's hard to completely figure out where the problems lie. Is it with the ownership? Is it with the coaching? Where is the primary problem? We could say, yeah, it's everything. But where's the primary problem? That's something that the Ducks organization and the Ducks brass have to face going into this offseason. Because there's a lot of questions going into this offseason. And even if we do have fans for two or three games, how are those fans going to respond to that? I would say maybe not so good. Maybe not. I mean, the Ducks are already losing a ton of fans' attention thanks to our neighbors across the street, across the 57 freeway, because, hey, the Angels are back. Yeah, no one's at Honda Center. Just stand on Catella, go across the 57, go through the underpass, and park there, and hey, you have Angels baseball. Guess what? They're actually good. They addressed their... They they didn't have a rebuild, but they at least had a retooling of their roster. I mean, they are in the midst of not being in the playoffs since 2014. So it's been seven years for them. And they did it kind of a long play, but they did it kind of the right way because they at least kept Mike Trout. As for the Ducks, I mean, who do you keep if you're the Ducks? Who is the biggest centerpiece for the Ducks? Is it Zegris and Drysdale? Is it someone else on that roster that we don't know about yet? So a lot of questions have to be answered, and I'm still flabbergasted as to what direction the Ducks are going to go in. So, yeah, just wanted to talk about all that for the first part of this program. Um, I am going to talk about Alexander Volkov in the second part of this program and get to the mailbag. But first, let's talk about Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar in the land, and I'm going to start my rant right now. How the hell did Cookie Dough not win the championship? I mean, really? Cookie dough was great, but it lost to Coconut Brownie Chunk. By the way, congrats to Coconut Brownie on winning the championship. Okay, fine, whatever. But the cookie flavors were the best ones. Cookie dough and cookies and cream should have won it all. But either way, at least they were in the final four. So the championship match was between Coconut Brownie Chunk and Cookie Dough Chunk. Somehow, Cookie Dough lost. I mean, to me, that's one of the best flavors. Cookie Dough. One of the best flavors. Coconut brownie is a great flavor. And it is a fantastic flavor. And you can get all of those flavors on the Built Bar website, which is builtbar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 for 15% off your next order of Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar in the land. Now I'm going to rant. Cookie dough. How? How did that happen? Everybody loves cookie dough. You ask people what's their favorite ice cream. They say cookies and cream or cookie dough. 
Look at all the people that go to Disneyland. Do they want a coconut flavored? No, they don't want a coconut flavored anything. Not down here. Not in SoCal. Yes, you could have your coconuts, milk, and whatnot. But no, if you go to Gibson Grill at Disney, what do you get? You get the cookies and cream. You get the cookie dough. What do you get if you go to Thrifty? What do you get? Yes, there is still Thrifty ice cream around. You get the cookies and cream. That's always the flavor. That's the first one to run out. I've been at Thrifty enough times to know this. Coconut flavored ice cream or coconut flavored protein bars. Yeah, they're fine and delicious and all that stuff. But I didn't think it had any business winning that championship. I didn't. All right, I'm done with that. Uh, We're going to come back and talk about Volkov and then we'll open up the mailbag. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez. It's a Friday morning. How's everyone doing? All right. So we have a new duck on the roster. I usually wait to record either one or two segments Friday morning for these mailbag episodes to see if more questions come in. They did not. But we got some news that... Stoli is going to get his second start of the season. Yeah, how about that? My main man, Anthony Stolarz, will get his second start of the season tonight. And also, we have a debut. Alexander Volkov will make his Anaheim Ducks debut tonight. So first off, Anthony Stolarz got the game-winning primary assist over the weekend. I still love that assist, by the way. I still love it. So he's rewarded with a start tonight. Congrats once again to Anthony Stolarz earning that start. He will be playing tonight against the Coyotes. Hey, maybe he'll play Aiden Hill. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. That's like an AHL matchup. Like Aiden Hill versus Anthony Stolarz. That's a matchup that you would have seen in the American Hockey League one or two years ago. Just, Just saying, guys. That's the matchup that it would have been when Aiden Hill was still a part of the Roadrunners and Stoli was still a part of the Gulls. So that's happening. As far as Volkov, well, here's what we just found out earlier this morning. Volkov is going to play tonight. Guess who else is going to play tonight? <gasps> Trevor Zegris? You mean they're not going to bench him anymore? Well, yeah, it's been confirmed. Zegris is going to be in the lineup tonight. So maybe we'll actually have 12 forwards and 6 defensemen instead of the 11-7 we had last time. Oh, great. Uh, It's still going to be interesting, though. I mean, they're playing the Coyotes. The Coyotes have had some good games recently, but I don't know. Let's see if this makes a difference. Maybe Zegris will have a good game against the Coyotes. In the past, Zegris has done mildly okay against Arizona. So it'll be interesting to see what this team looks like maybe 30 minutes before before everything happens. I still don't know what the lineup's going to look like. First, here's a quote from Max Comtois after practice. Quote, We had a good chat on the ice today. Me, Volkov, and Isaac. Just making sure we're on the same page for the game. End quote. So maybe it could be Max Comtois, Alexander Volkov, and Isaac Lundestrom on a line together. We'll see. As far as Volkov, here's what he had to say. Quote, I was asking for this trade. And I'm so excited to be part of this organization. End quote. So, yeah, he wanted this trade to happen. He wanted to leave. Why would you want to leave that situation? But, hey, it's what he asked for. 
maybe it's just to have more playing time. I mean, Volkov has been healthy scratched more than a few times this season. Maybe he just simply wants the playing time and to prove himself out on the ice. So maybe that's really a catalyst for this trade. Some other quotes from this morning. And this is from Volkov himself. So I'm going to just read all these quotes as is. Quote, I know that I can be a better player than I was in Tampa. And I'm going to prove myself here. And show my best in this organization. As far as where he can play. He said he can play anywhere. I mean that was from this morning's presser. Um, Here's part of what he said. Quote, I can play offensive zone, defensive zone, both way. I'm a strong guy, big guy. I can play PK, power play. I can play anywhere. Especially when the battle's behind the net, I can finish scoring chances. End quote. Something else from this press conference that he said is, I can play anywhere. I can play on the left side, left wing, right wing, doesn't matter. Just put me in. Wow. Okay. That That's a team player. I like hearing that from a new player, that he can play anywhere. So it sounds like he does want to prove himself. Something else that he said, quote, I'm 23. I'm getting older. I cannot wait for more time to get more ice time. I'm going to grow up as a player, end quote. Ooh, so, yeah, it's hard to leave that situation in Tampa Bay where they're clearly a Stanley Cup favorite. It's hard to leave that, but he wants more ice time and he wants to grow. As he said, He's only 23 years old. He adds to that lineup of young players on the Ducks roster. Wouldn't it be kind of incredible if all the young guys were in, including Volkov, and you had 10 guys that are 24 or younger? Can you imagine that? Half the team is 24 or younger. And then you have Stolarz in net instead of Miller. And that just makes one of the youngest lineups out there. So that's great to see. As far as just something else, just kind of auxiliary, Volkov said Sergei Fedorov was his favorite player growing up. Now that is a great player to idolize growing up because Sergei Fedorov was the freaking man in Detroit. Fedorov is still one of the best players of all time. One of the best players of all time. Certainly one of the best players in that decade. I mean, I loved watching him play. I thought he was a fantastic player. Everywhere he went, he was good, especially in Detroit. He was fantastic. Hey, you know what? He was even good in his limited time in Anaheim. Remember that, guys? Remember when Sergei Fedorov was a mighty duck back in 03-04? Remember that? That wasn't a bad season. He had 65 points with the Ducks that year. I thought he was good. But that's just me waxing poetic about the Mighty Ducks, which I will talk about on Monday. Speaking of Mighty Ducks, uh, Monday is going to be our weekly look at the Mighty Ducks Game Changers series. All right, we're going to head into the second intermission. We're going to open up the mailbag. I typically do it on the second and third, but I only had like a few questions. Two of them were the same question. I'll explain that momentarily. But first... Let's talk about BetOnline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And it is the final four in the NCAA tournament. Tomorrow night, we have Gonzaga versus UCLA. Then on the other semifinal, you have Houston against Baylor. That's the final four in basketball. Also, you have basketball. Opening day was yesterday. How about those Angels coming back against the White Sox? How about Mike Trout? How about the Angels 
I mean, they're looking pretty good so far. It's been one game, but hey, they look pretty good. So you have baseball, NCAAs, you have the Frozen Four next weekend, and of course, oh yeah, the NHL. So go to Bet Online right now. Use promo code Locked On to get a fifty percent welcome bonus. Once again, that's BetOnline.ag, the exclusive online sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network. And please gamble responsibly. All right, we're going to get to this. We're going to open up the mailbag on the other side. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, brought to you by the Locker Room app. You're locked in with Jason J.D. Hernandez, and it is Friday. It is mailbag time. This is a bi-weekly series where I open up the mailbag to you, the listeners. I did get four questions, although both are duplicates. So I got two of the same question, two of the same question. So realistically, there's only two questions. And it's the obvious two questions that everybody's talking about. So I'm going to get to the first obvious question. And yeah, this one is an obvious one. When are the Ducks going to send Zegris back down to San Diego? Well, he's playing tonight, so they're not going to send him down yet. It's a shame that the Ducks are probably going to play him 11 games now and then send him down. Uh, This is a new thing. So the American Hockey League is rumored to have some kind of playoff. While they are not going to award the Calder Cup this year, and this is from Tony Androkinis and also from Patrick Williams, who covers the AHL in great earnest. He said that there are at least two divisions that are looking to have some kind of playoff this season, and it is important for their development. I'll actually pull up that tweet really quickly. Okay, wow, this is pretty interesting. So there are, as of right now, likely two divisions that are going to have playoffs. We don't know what those divisions are, but I'm hearing kind of in the grapevine that Pacific Division is thinking about having some kind of playoff this year. And the reason for that is they want players to um, have some kind of development. And Patrick Williams said the teams in at least one AHL division will be meeting on Thursday, which was yesterday, among themselves and with the league to discuss a playoff plan. And there is at least one other division that wants to have some sort of postseason. That is from Patrick Williams himself. And this was yesterday. And I'm sure I'll hear more about this over the weekend. But from right now, it's sounding like Atlantic is not going to be one of those. It sounds like it's going to be either the Midwest or like the upper Midwest and possibly the Pacific. If there can be fans in the stands by May, then they could very likely have some kind of playoff. You could have a bunch of fans in Henderson. Oh, there's no way that they're going to pass up that kind of opportunity. If Henderson is in a playoff, you can bet your ass they're going to have fans at the Orleans Arena come May and June. They're going to do it. Because look at Nevada. Nevada, they have less restrictions in California. They have fans at T-Mobile Arena. You have fans cheering on the Golden Knights. So yeah, I bet they're going to do that over there. So that's one stadium. Then you have Bakersfield. There might be fans at Mechanics Bank Arena. But then you have the goals and their practice facility in Irvine. No, hold on. Before you say no, it's not going to happen. Think about this. 
that arena in Irvine can hold about 2,000 fans. They'd be happy with 500 fans. If it's 25% capacity by May, yeah, they'd want fans there. And they could easily, easily get 500 fans to come up from San Diego to watch their team in some kind of playoff. I expect a bunch of people to show up there. So as far as what's going to happen with Zegris and Drysdale and the other guys, yeah, I bet they will send them down there because, hey, by then, guess what's going to be over? The Ducks season. So what are they going to do? Hey, let's bring him back down to San Diego and show him how to do things. So yeah, 11 games, then sent down to San Diego late April, early May. That's what I think is going to happen. All right. The other question, and this is from two different people. Um, Peter actually asked me, uh, what are you hearing for players rumored to move on the team? Uh, what about Raquel? And then I got someone else asking the same question. Uh, Daniel said, are the Ducks seriously considering moving Ricard Raquel? Let me address this right now. Ricard Raquel could end up with the Maple Leafs. Yeah, Toronto is looking for a middle six or top six forward with a two-way game. Ricard Raquel does fit that bill. However, Michael Grenland has been rumored to be traded, but that's almost the same cap hit. Raquel is at 3.79, Grenland 3.75. So as far as money, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. As far as a hockey move, that would be a clear win for Toronto. So if you're the Ducks... You maybe think about a prospect and some picks. One prospect that the Leafs might be offering would be their first round pick from last year's draft, Rodion Amarov. That's a possibility. So maybe the Ducks could pick up Amarov and maybe a second round pick. Or they could swipe a first round pick from that too. So that's what it's going to take for Raquel to leave the Ducks. It would have to be a high pick and a high prospect. And Amarov does fit that bill. But even then, that might not be enough. So that's what Toronto's looking at. As far as a couple other teams, Boston, they're in the hunt for a top forward. Boston has been struggling this season. They did trade with the Ducks last year in the deadline. So there is some familiarity there. They're familiar with each other. You had the David Backus deal. Andre Kasha going to Boston last year. It could be Raquel. He could be going to Boston this year. But what does Boston have to give to return? They they would have to at least give up a first-round pick for that one or a very top prospect. As for another team that is heavily looking for a top six forward, it is the New York Islanders. The Islanders are a team that could be in trouble because of injuries. Del Collier got injured, but Johnny Boychuk, he got hurt recently. And Anders Lee, their captain, is out for the season. So they could definitely use some top-line help, some top-six help. Because right now, they have Eberle and Barzal on that first line. And then Komarov. Usually, Anders Lee is on that top line, but you have Leo Komarov in there. No, Raquel could be a very good fit with the Islanders. And what would the Isles have to give up? Hey, they could maybe get Zarnik from the Islanders. Maybe they can get Kiefer Bellows from the Islanders. And maybe a first round pick there too. So there's a ton of options that the Ducks could get for Raquel. But it would have to be a high price. 
because Raquel's stock has been climbing recently up until he got hurt. So that is the mailbag. I hope that answered your questions. Once again, thank you for your questions. It is greatly appreciated. All right, we're going to end the show for the week. Thank you all for listening. It's greatly appreciated. Please hit the subscribe button on the podcast if you really like the program. And be sure to rate, comment, and follow Locked on Anaheim Ducks on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and the new Odyssey app, which is A A U D U C Y. Odyssey. Or no, it's A U D A C Y. Sorry. Spelling's hard, guys. Spelling's hard. But definitely check out the Locked on Ducks podcast wherever podcasts can be heard. Also, Twitter time. My personal Twitter is at StimpyJD. The show's Twitter is at LO underscore Ducks. Once again, Anaheim plays tonight against the Coyotes. That is a 7, yeah, it's a 7 o'clock start on Prime Ticket. So check for that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Oh, hold on, hold on. I almost forgot. It's now Bally Sports SoCal. I, that is so habitual for me to say Prime Ticket. It is no longer Prime Ticket. It is Bally Sports SoCal. It'll be on that channel. So look for the Ducks game tonight against the Coyotes. All right. What else? Oh, Locker Room. Be sure to check me out on the Locker Room app tonight. I'll be hosting a room at approximately 6.15 to 6.30 p.m. This will be a pregame chat for the Ducks and maybe some first period chatting as well. So be sure to look that up on the Locker Room app tonight. Thank you all for listening. Greatly appreciated. And for the last time this week, for Locked On Anaheim Ducks, I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez saying have a great rest of the weekend. Continue practicing social distancing, be kind, wear a mask, and ducks fly together. That's communication.